Hello, everybody. I'm Flood the Drummer, and thanks for being tuned into the Drumming for Justice podcast. It's Thursday, May 10th, and I'm back with another audio clip. This is three in one day, beating my own record. The big news coming out of Pennsylvania is Pennsylvania is creating a new gun prevention initiative that will fund programs working to stop shootings in urban communities where this bloodshed tends to take the largest toll, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf announced on Tuesday. I'm reading this from a piece on Black Voices in the Huffington Post. This made national news. And joining me to discuss, back again, is my partner in crime, Ike Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're recording this later in the evening. It's about 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. So we're probably going to be a little sillier and loose. And uh, if that is even possible, because I don't think we take ourselves that serious to begin with, but whatever. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's 10 14 actually, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, so shout out to everybody who's listening on uh, whatever platform Anchor, iTunes, Overcast, Playcast, Radio Pocket, Pocket Ball. The last one's just a joke. <laughs> but we appreciate everybody who's listening in and who's taking us on Anchor and iTunes and all that good stuff. So, Ike, man, let's, let's jump into it. Just seven states. Uh, in the country, just seven states directly invest in programs designed to address shootings in cities. Uh, Pennsylvania is now a part of that. I'm um, read on in this article at a press event in Philadelphia. And I'm supposed to be at this press event. Uh, my allergies have been fucking me up this week, so I didn't go. And uh, I should have went because Governor Tom Wolf on Tuesday unveiled $1.5 million gun violence reduction initiative, which will direct grant money. Uh, to uh, municipality, I don't know why I haven't told with that word, municipalities seeking to implement violence prevention strategies that have helped make neighborhoods a bit more peaceful. And the state opened the application process also on Tuesday and will begin awarding grants in July. This is good news. Absolutely. Definitely good news. Uh, shout out to Governor Tom Wolf, uh, State Rep Jordan Harris as well, uh, for, get, for yes. getting this done. So, I mean. Yes, State Representative. Harris is a Democrat, and hopefully he'll be joining us uh, tomorrow. He is also the chair of the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what what groups, what organizations get, you know, some of this money. Because, you know, you have a lot of groups, you have a lot of organizations out here that say, you know, they are in the streets doing the work, but, you know, they don't have the funds to do what they need to do. So we just got granted $1.5 to allocate these funds to the people. So let's see what's going to happen. Well, it's going to be interesting because there's going to be a group of people who typically uh, are in this space looking for grants, saying they do this violence work. And then there'll be others who have never been awarded anything but have some really good ideas. And I think that they're going to be, you know, of course, competing with each other. $1.5 million sounds like a lot. But when you talk about 10, 20, 30 organizations all competing for it, it can become dicey and it can become competitive. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, I mean, who's going to be, you know, making the decisions to give out the grant money and to what organizations, you know, what's the qualifications? I mean, how long have to be around? Do you have to prove, you know, your results? Have you, you know, have you, do you have expertise in stopping gun violence? You know, do you have a resume? You know what I mean? Well, I think all of those are going to have to be included. You definitely, you know, you can't just pop out of nowhere. I hope not. And, and try and get some of this money. I hope in Philadelphia we see groups like Unity in the Community. Yes. Moms Bonded by Grief. Yes. You know, I hope to see them given the chance to, to, to maybe do something. Absolutely. People who are typically not awarded grants in that space. Because there's been, like we've talked about before, there's an industry that's been created around violence. 
the more violence occurs, the more people have panels and they have conferences and they have these, you know, white papers and researching and all that other kind of stuff. And, you know, some people in the city have been getting grants year after year after year and their impact is questionable. Absolutely. Very questionable, because like most people say, you know, nothing's changed. You know, if, 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 if this grant money, you know, you guys have been getting money, you, you have these names of these organizations, you know. I'm not calling anybody out specifically. I'm just saying, like, you know, for instance, stop the violence or, you know, put the guns down, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the 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 rate of gun violence in Philadelphia is astronomical right now. So obviously something is going on. Or, yeah. or should I say something is not going on? Mm. Uh, would you uh, would you go out for this money? Would, would you think you have ideas on how to solve the violence in Philadelphia? Well, I mean, I don't think I have ideas of how to solve the violence. I think I have ideas and discussions. I can have discussions on, you know, how to, you know, further, let's say, uh, bring the violence down to as far as certain issues are concerned with gun violence. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, as we all know, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm, 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 I'm quite sure a lot of us understand, you know, my history as far as, you know, being involved in the community, being involved in the street. So. I'm very familiar. Well, this is a new platform. I don't think a lot of people know anything. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right about that. Well, yeah, well, well, you know, I'm Ike Raw, and you know, a lot of people don't understand. Ike Raw, you know, was you know incarcerated for gun violence, you know, gun possession, you know, stuff like that. So, I mm. I do understand, you know, what what can cause gun violence, and I do understand what can decrease gun violence, and I do know what can prevent gun violence. You know what I mean? But gun violence, you know, is it's a lot of it's a lot of things that, you know, cause gun violence. You know, I mean, you have domestic gun violence, you have, you know, drug gun violence, you have, you know, street gun violence, you have, you know, robbery gun violence, you know, it's a lot. What caused you to uh, participate in gun violence? The streets. Mm-hmm. The streets. Well, what caused you to get involved in the streets? Well, the as far as the gun violence or getting the streets, period? Well, the streets led you to get into gun violence. So how did you get into streets and then how did that lead you to well, gun violence? Like, how did this all start for you? Well, I mean, as far as the streets, I mean, as far as the streets was always there. I mean, it was like basically you got introduced to the streets from a relative. I mean, and and, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. You, they, you know, you 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 you're the youngest, so I mean, you're you'll go to juvie if something happens. You know, what I mean, you're not you're not gonna go to jail. So I mean, you can hold the drugs, you can hold the guns, you can do shit like that. I mean, so you know that's how it happens first, but you get paid for it. I mean, so mm-hmm. that's where the money comes in. So now you like the money. So now you're gonna see how you can further your, you know, street career, you know, get more money. And that's how it starts. And then you have certain people that will try to, you know, stop your money. And then that's where the gun violence come in. You understand what I mean? You got certain. Mm-hmm. Is, that how it ha- is that how it happened for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would have, what would have stopped you? Like what kind of program would you have wanted when you were growing up that would have stopped you from engaging in gun violence? Could there have been anything to stop you and your, the people you hung around? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing about it is, like I was saying earlier, I mean, job training. I mean, it's funny because at, at, at the end of the day, a lot of times when I was in the streets, I mean, I, I had a job, too. I was working, too. Like, ain't, ain't that crazy? But, mm. you know, at, at, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people are in the streets for different reasons. You know what I mean? I mean, some people have all that they need. They have both parents in the home, you know, working. They have they get allowances. They have made parents may have brought them a car, but they see the opportunity because, their friends may, you know, be in the streets getting the money and they see the opportunity. They can get a couple of extra dollars as well, but they don't understand the risk, you know? Right, but the question is, if you was already working and, and that wasn't your issue, you know, if you, you had a job and you were doing your thing, 
what was it? What what could have mitigated those consequences for you or, or the experience overall? I, the experience, the experience of going to jail. You have to live through that. The experience of, I mean, almost losing your life. The experience of trying to take somebody else's life or doing something to somebody else. I mean, it's, it all comes with experience. I mean, nobody, it's no, it's no book, it's no manual, it's no instructions on being in the streets. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody take their own path. And, I mean, you some people not ready for the streets. You see some people, I mean, they die instantly because they're not ready for it. You see some people. And how old were you when you got in the streets? 11. 11. So what, what, what could, so someone like me, I come into your community. I have this great idea on how to solve the violence. I just got $50,000 from the governor's office to, to, to work on programming. What would you, what would your 11 year old self need to hear from me to move out of that lifestyle? Uh, uh, I, I would, I would want to hear that you're not going to come around one day and not come back tomorrow. I would want to hear that. I mean, you want to know what I'm doing in school. You want to make sure that I'm going to school. That you don't. You, I mean, I'm not just showing you. Uh, you know, I want to school two days out the week, and I mean, you're not checking up on the other three days. Uh, I mean, it's a lot to this. I mean, when people get involved, you want to get involved. consistency is what you're talking about. Exactly. You have to be consistent, man. That's the thing about me. Like in my life. You had a lot of people like, you know, they had, you know, PhDs or they went to criminal justice classes. That shit don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm. if you haven't really been through that shit, there's nothing you can tell somebody in the streets about what, what they, how they can live their life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not a fucking chef. I can't just go in a restaurant tonight and tell the chef, listen, chef, you know what I'm saying? You, maybe you need to do this and do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some, somebody's complaining about your food. I, I can't tell them that. They're going to bring a motherfucker in there to know about food. Understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, that's how that shit go. Like, you can't have people trying to talk to kids because you're going one ear out the other. Understand what I'm saying? And consistency plays a role. When they see you really care. And not just consistency, but remember when you and I went to that Meek Mill event about a month and a half ago? Proximity is the other thing, Absolutely. right? You can't, you can't be somebody who's coming from, you know, 3, 10, 15 miles away, coming into my community, talk about, Hey, look, you know, here's the problem. Here's what you need to do. And then I jump back into my luxury car and drive back out to the suburbs and leave you in the hood wondering what you're going to eat that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to be in that community. I need to be able to see you going to the Chinese store that I go to waiting on the bus stop that I wait on. Then I, then that gives you a little bit more credibility. Absolutely. I mean, that was this uh, symposium we went to down at the, uh, I think it was at the Civic Center or the Irvine Auditorium. But, Irvine Auditorium. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. You you make a great point as well. Civic Center. You just told your age with that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, anybody know what it is. Ain't about that. But no, you're right though. Flood. Not not only is you know consistency a part of it. You know the 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 the, the thing about it is that you have to relate. I mean, we got to understand like. Mm. You, you, uh, yeah. So we got relatability, consistency, and proximity. Yeah, and honesty. You have to be honest. Honesty. Got to be honest mm. with the youth. If you can't make it, tell them you can't make it. Don't don't tell the kids you're gonna do something. You're gonna be somewhere. I mean, you don't show up. I mean, if you, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you don't know how many times they've been let down by their dad, by their mom, by their mm. uncle, or whatever. You know what I mean, and they depending on you to not let them down. So yeah. when people try to step into these roles, you know, I'm very, I'm you know, I'm very sincere and passionate about. It. That's why I'm like, you know affiliating to my I'm with this organ. I don't like sound support people. No, fuck all that because a lot of people doing shit for the wrong reasons, man. They just want the grant. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people gonna step up and try to take advantage of trying to get some of this grant money. And it's it's totally disgusting what they'll do, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is. It, it really is, man. But we already expect it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I, I say at the end of the day, man, I have ideas, I have plans. I mean, um I have discussions that we will have and 
you know, shit will work out. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we I mean, we all can come together, all different kind of people who doing shit that don't get the light shined on them, that need to get the light shined on them. Some people don't want the light shined on them, man. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of people yeah, doing that's shit. True. That's true. That's true. Um, this week, again, Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania unveiled a $1.5 million gun violence reduction initiative, which will grant, excuse me, which will direct grant money to municipalities uh, seeking to implement violence prevention strategies that have helped make neighborhoods a bit more peaceful. And the online process is open. It began on Tuesday. Uh, you can go to pccd.pa.gov. Uh, That's pccd.pa.gov. And they will be awarding grants in July, uh, which is good because when the summertime hits, that that's peak summertime, and that's when all that bullshit really starts to hit. Oh, absolutely. You know what is it about the summertime that seems to make it more violence? And I've heard, well, it's just because more people are outside, it's easier to find your target. The heat, with the heat, more people are annoyed; they're more irritable. Uh, they have less patience. Is is all is all of that true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that plays a big part of it. That's that all plays a part of it. You have you know no school going on. You know, a lot of people don't have summer jobs. I mean, a lot of people don't have anything to do. There's no activities going on. There's no. I mean, is there's nothing to do. I mean, be, mm-hmm. because the people who are, you know. But don't you think, Ike? Just to be fair, don't you think that uh, I've heard people say. Uh, I've heard young people, you know, come into conferences and workshops and say, you know, yeah, you know, I went downtown to flash mob because I ain't never really been downtown before and we're bored. I mean, don't you think that there has to be, and I know you're a big self-responsibility guy, uh, you can't just cause chaos because you're bored. No, that's no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I know that's not what no, you're saying. No, no, I know that's yeah. not what you're saying. I'm telling you, I, that's what I've heard. No, really, but, I'm telling you that people say that. Th- but that's why they're saying it, because when you look at it, like, not just t- take, for instance, you know, the summertime, right? If you got a lot of people, go through any, any, go through North Philly, South Philly, whatever. You see a lot of people outside more than you ever see throughout the rest of the year. It's not the fact that, oh, it ain't nothing to do. Let's kill each other. You're going to get into more shit. I mean, because you're around mm. more people. You know what I'm saying? You're going to mm-hmm. see somebody you ain't seeing in December. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then, like you said, it's hot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers are sweating. A lot of people ain't got air conditioners. Like, you know what I'm saying? Tippers flaring. People rent getting not, uh, back through. Like, the utilities getting cut off. Shit. Like, shit real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's real. People going to jail. Like, people missing child support payments. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and, and that's a lot of time why like, people sleeping with people, wives and husbands and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? You know, it, it, it ain't just that people sitting around bored. Like, all right, fuck it. Like, we ain't got nothing to do. Like, that's the reason is it because, you know, we, we're not occupying our time. We don't have, you know, resources. We don't have, you know, places that, you know, people. I mean, I'm not going to say we don't have them. We, we do have them. We don't have a lot of them. And, you know, a lot of us don't take advantage of them. You know I mean, I'm not going to yeah. you know, sit here and say, you know. Now that's the important part. The resources we do have, some people don't even alleviate them as adults. Right. And, and that's a big thing, too. We got to, we got to, you know, we got to have a balance. You know what I mean? We got to understand that, you know, we can't just say it's all the city fault that they don't have anything for us. They do have stuff for us. A lot of us don't take advantage of it, you know. So we, we got to take accountability as well. And the parents have to take accountable. If the city doesn't have any resources, then you got to go find your own. And at the end of the day, you can't rely on the city to raise your kids, to entertain your kids, and to keep your kids occupied. Man, the parents is the number one key. It's still a lot of parks open. I mean, I remember when I was a child, we used to go all the way, but they used to take us down to the um the little green joints to spit the water out downtown, like getting them little pools and shit. I mean, when, when it was hot, <laughs> like real shit, like I mean, so. It's, it's a lot you can do with the kids. A lot of parents don't want to do it. They want to sit in the house. They want to get high. They want to watch TV all day. I mean, they want to play games, video games, be on the phone and shit. And, you know, just tell the kids to go outside and play. And that's, you know, where most of the violence is outside. That's why you see a lot of kids getting, 
you know, straight bullets and shit like that because they outside mm. running around. I mean, the parents ain't even watching them. I mean, it's dead. Mm. And it's also a bunch of those same kids who are doing the shooting and they can't aim. Absolutely. Absolutely. You little, you little as shit. You ain't not even taller than the car <laughs> you're trying to shoot over. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the shit crazy, man. So then that, that goes to another point about the access to guns. How can a 12, 13, 14-year-old get, uh, you know, they say it's likelier that, that a 12, 13-year-old boy in the hood can get um, a gun faster than they can get a book or Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Access to Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Real quick. Yeah. I mean, guns, guns are on the street, man. It's no secret. You got a lot of straw purchases. You got a lot of stolen guns. You got, I mean, guns are out here, man. I mean, that's the big thing. And like we, we said, you know, once again, a lot of guns wouldn't be out here like this if we took it more seriously. Like, you know, we take registrations on cars seriously and shit like that. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, why Why is it okay to buy a gun and then never, you mean, check on the gun and the gun owner again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can buy a mm-hmm. gun today and die tomorrow. You know what I mean? Somebody come in my house and say, oh, here's a gun. Let me take it. Okay, you know what I mean? Somebody else get my TV. Somebody get my leather jacket. You know how this shit go. I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You know. For me, the, the, the major issue is, and that's, a, uh, you know, just to, to preface my comment, what I'm about to say is, you know, we get into these ideological debates sometimes about how to solve this issue, and, and, and we splinter ourselves because we think there's only one answer, there's one right answer. The reality is when we're confronting an issue like gun violence, there is no one right answer. There is a whole lot of answers. Everybody has a role to play. It's, it's, it's the parents. It's the schooling. It's the socialization, it's the, the guns, the access to guns, it's the mentality. And more importantly, it's the lack of conflict resolution. Because at the end of the day, if we get the guns out of the community and we give people jobs, they will go on their jobs and fist fight if they can't resolve a problem. Yeah. So the violence is a result of well, I'm choosing violence to solve a conflict. Even if I'm working, even if I'm employed, even if I have a rec center to go to, when I go inside that rec center, and I, and I encounter conflict, do I know how to resolve that conflict or do I immediately resort to violence? And all the time, it's not guns. Do I roll on the ball? Do I jump them? Do I sock them? Do I, you know, stab them? Do I hit them with a two-by-four? Do I throw a chair at them? You know what I mean? Do I, I hit them with a glass bottle? The, the idea is we don't know how to resolve conflict. Yeah, violence is violence, man, at the end of the day. And I was just thinking of something, Flood. You know, for any what? for anybody who signed up, any organizations who signed up to get some of the grant money, you know, this is what I would do. This would stop gun violence. Anyone, you know, and this is, does this go for Pennsylvania or this is just Philadelphia? This is just for Philadelphia. All right. So anyone in Philadelphia who is a registered gun owner, this is what I would do. I would make, you know, some kind of data system, take some of that money if, it, if it's granted. Everybody in Philadelphia that owns a gun. You know, I need you to help be accountable for your gun. I need you to register your gun, re-register your gun. I mean, every six months. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. I need everyone mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. I need a system made, a, some kind of database. If you if you don't have accountability for your gun, I mean, the first time will be like a $500 fine. I mean, the second time will be, you know, like a 30, 60-day date uh, prison stint. I mean, because that's how serious it got to be. Because, if you mm-hmm. know, people out here doing straw purchases, they buy six, seven guns, and then, you know, that's six, seven, eight murders, and, you know, they never get held accountable for it. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we start holding people like that accountable. I guarantee you that'll alleviate a lot of gun violence in the city. But absolutely. Absolutely. And shout out to Maryland. They became the sixth state to take this approach of funding members of the community with the passage of a law that set aside $5 million over the next year to fund grants and boast of these strategies. I know I've read an article. I'll try to pull it up 
<clears throat> excuse me, I'll try to pull it up while we're talking, but it talks about the importance of grassroots organizations and the fact that more, grassroots organizations are more effective in, in solving these issues of violence and responding in real time to conflict resolution than these big, you know, top heavy uh, institutions that we like to think of. No, that it's really the, the, the Anton Moores of the world who live in the community, who can respond to the community, who, who really deserve to be uh, empowered through resources. Uh, and then, you know, that's now, you know, people would always say that, but now it's not a matter of opinion. There's data that shows that these grassroots organizations that are on the ground that can respond immediately are, are, are having a better impact than, than the other types. Right, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to understand, it's not, you know, it's not the uh, mayor, it's not any city council members uh, that are walking the streets of Philadelphia, you know, when these people are having guns on them. You know, when you got people with guns on them and you can walk and, you know, put your hands up, say, listen, hold on, put your hand out. Not right now. Look, let me talk to both of y'all because I know your mom. I know your dad. I know your uncle. Not saying that, you know, none of the city council members know any of these people or relatives. They may do, but, you know, they're not in the streets as often as someone like I said, like Anton Moore. I mean, because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's out there. People know him. You know what I'm saying? So they know when he come around, they know what he about. They know he about stopping the violence, increasing the peace and all that shit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's about. So they're going to respect him and re- they're going to respect what he's about. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's a difference. You know, you can't get, you know, like I said, you can't get Mary Kenny. Mary Kenny might walk through the city one time, but he's going to have cameras with him, security. All- and security. Right, right, right. All that shit. You know what I mean? So that's not what. That's- and the hood, the people in the hood going to be like, man, fuck that. I don't want to talk to you if I have a camera in my face and you got a suit on and you ain't look like you comfortable. You ain't sit, you ain't trying to really sit on the step and talk and, and build a relationship. You just running through here to get some B-roll for the cameras. You know, I don't want to be a part of your marketing or campaign, you know, uh, scheme, you know, uh, getting some pictures. You know, if you're really about it, take the suit off, wear some street clothes, leave your security at home and just show up in the, in the hood. Right. And, right. You're the, you're the mayor of the city. Like any, and I go for any, you know, uh, anybody, right, any political figure in the city. Like you know what I'm saying. You, you, or anybody who leads these commis- these commissions. Right. Yeah. The po- and the city hall. Police commissioner as well. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the, uh, right, exactly. Commission right. on black men, you know, there's like what 28 members of that that commission. Any one of them should be able to walk in up and down the neighborhood uh, and where they are, and, and be able to walk up to the boys that they know, you know, are, are gang banging, and say, "Yo, let me talk to you for a second. Right, right. Like I know your dad. You know I'm saying me and your dad used to walk this block. We went to school together. Like I know your cousin. I know your uncle. Whatever. Like, cause they all do. We all know somebody who knows somebody, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people just don't want to do the work, man. The work not hard, man. You just got to be dedicated, man. But at the end of the day, everybody want to be somebody. Well, now I'm going to say everybody, man. A lot of people get into the for the wrong reason because they want to be somebody or they want to make the most money, man. They want to drive the, the big, biggest, best car. I mean, and, and, and that's what it is. They want to rub uh, elbows with celebrities and shit like that. I mean, that's not what it's about, man. It's about, it's about being sincere and saving lives, man. We out here trying to and save making lives. a difference, building a legacy. Right, building a legacy, making a difference. So when somebody say your name and your, when your, your son, your daughter, your mom, your grandma, be proud. Like, yeah, that's that, mm-hmm. man, that's my family. Yeah, that's that's him, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about, man. A lot of people don't get it, man. When it's in your heart and people know it, it always shows. You don't got to try to put on no front. And that, that's what a lot of people understand. Grassroot, you end the community. You know what's going on. You, you got feet, boots on the ground, as they say. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and that's what it's about. People need to see you. People need to know if something happened. Okay, okay listen, you know, I just got an altercation with main man. You told me to squash it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to squash it. But what you going to do for me now? Like, you know what I'm saying? So what's going to happen? 
You know, so what if they come back on me? You, you, you know what I mean? What's going to happen? So you got to mm-hmm. be prepared for all that. You just can't come in the hood and put the guns down, put the guns down, and have the cameras and the news and then leave. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what they're going to do when you leave? Pick, put the, pick the guns up. Pick the guns right back up. Just like when the cops come. You hide your drugs. When they leave, you get your drugs, pick it back up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's mm. what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know how it is, man. We, we just got to all, I mean, get together, man. And if, if, if we serious about it, whoever think they serious about it, stay consistent, man. Stay passionate about it, man. Be honest, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, it's all kind of shit you can do to prevent gun violence, man, in Philadelphia, man, and around all the cities in the world, man. It's got to be real, man. You got to have real people leading and know what they trying to do, man. Yeah. And you got to be you got to be willing to think out the box and do things that you haven't done before, like make uh, conflict resolution courses uh, K through 12 mandatory from from the beginning of your school career to when you graduate high school. Every year you're taking conflict resolution courses. You have time in school where you role play different situations on the street and, and how you respond to everything from stepping on your sneakers in the club. Right. To I heard you, you know, like my girl's picture on Instagram. Yeah. To you know, uh, you cut me off on the road. To you know, whatever it is, like role play these situations so that you actually know how to respond to these things, how to de-escalate it, not trying to out machismo the other person. Because at the end of the day, you know, you could try to prove you bad, and y'all both end up dead. Yeah, that happens a lot too. I'd rather just walk away, and you could say, "Call me a bitch," whatever you want to call me. I'd rather just walk away. Yeah. And live to see another day. Hey, listen, we've all had our, our tough, tough guy stages and all. I've been there, done that. Like, I thought I was invincible and all that. And then mm. times have changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, the older you get, the smarter you get. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I mean, you can't, a 17, 16-year-old right now, most of them think they're invincible. Most of them think they're not going to die tomorrow. I mean, they think, it can't, mm. they think it won't happen to them. You can't talk to them. You can tell them shit, most of them. Not all of them. Some of them are listening. Some of them understand. But that's, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they lost. We still could reach them. You just got to be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. What's your message to those 16, 17, 18-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds who think they're invincible, who, who are getting access to handguns, who are robbing people at the Chinese store, who are stealing bikes? And, and, and you know, what, what's, your, what's your message to them? I, I, and I, I, before you answer, I'll just say this. You know, this, this wasn't necessarily violent, but it, it, it speaks to this idea of, being able to speak to young people and, and be genuine and, and particularly when you look like them and they could feel your energy. I was downtown taking care of some business uh, at the district attorney's office and um, speaking to one of the young men who I escorted down there and we were uh, on Broad Street and this young boy came up to us, 19 years old. He saw a bike, right in that really nice bike too, laying, leaning up against the wall. He walked over to us, you know, kind of really respectful. Excuse me, uh, sir. Uh, is, is is that either one of y'all bike? And I was like, nah. He's like, okay. So, and he turned around as he started to walk. I said, yo, 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 come here, young boy. I said, don't do it. And he just like kind of looked at me like, I said, don't do it. I know exactly what you're getting ready to do. It's not worth it. That don't belong to you. Uh, you're in Center City. There's cameras all over the place. You're going to go steal that bike. I said, look at that black car right there. It was a black Dodge Charger. He said, yeah. I said, look at the license plate, fraternal order police. I said, that's a cop car. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I didn't really know that. So the boy I was with was like, yeah, man. He's like, I want to see you out here in these streets. He's like, I don't want to see you behind bars or, or got some charges on your name for some dumb shit because you took a bike in Center City. And he just kind of said that. And he defended it for me. And he's like, but man, look at that bike. Look at that. I said, I know. I said, then I said it. I said, I said, look at me. I said, I've been you before. You know what I mean? I've walked down the street and stole a bike before. And it's not worth it. So just move on. Go home. 
And he looked both of us in his eyes and was like, shook our hands, like, thanks, old head, man. You right. You right, man. Fuck that. And then kept on going. Right. Yeah, saved his life. Saved his life. The man, anything could have happened. He tried to steal the bike, somebody shoot him, cop shoot him, kill him. Anything could right. happen. Because it could have been a sting. Right, right, right. That's good shit. See that? And that's the shit I'll be talking about. Like, you know what I mean? You got to talk to the youth, man, when you had your opportunities, man. You you could have been one of them motherfuckers that didn't say nothing to him, let him take the ball, hype him up, hey, young boy, I'm going to look out for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that. And that's dumb shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? What you throwing? Mm-hmm. You, you throwing mm-hmm. his life away. For what? Mm-hmm. When you could take the mm-hmm. opportunity to save his life. And my hope, my hope was that he left there thinking, damn, like, oh, hey, don't even know me. And he looked out for me. Now let me pay that for it. When I see some young boy in my hood about to do some dumb shit, I'm going to tell him, y'all, yo, yo, hold on for a second. Yeah, maybe it did. Like, you know, because you know a lot of young kids, man, you can reach them. Like I said, you have some you have some that think, you know, it won't happen to them. But like I said, you got some that will listen and will, you know what I mean, take heed to what you say and see that they can help someone else. Damn, well, somebody did this for me. Let me let me pass this on. Just like you said, man, you know, you know how that shit go. But my message. It goes back to this concept of a village, right? We have to be a village. You have to be a village, man. And a lot of people are afraid to speak. A lot of people are afraid because they're saying, you know, well, I don't live around here. It's not my child. You know, I got to mind my business. I don't want them to do nothing to me. Let me shut up. Like, you can't be afraid, you know, because when I came up, the neighbors weren't afraid to smack the shit out you. You know what I mean? <laughs> The neighbors weren't afraid to fuck you up. The neighbors weren't afraid, <laughs> I mean, to cuss you the fuck out. None of that. Mm. They weren't afraid to drag mm. you home by your collar, knock on your door. You get your fucking son. Get this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and that's what mm. it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, and you have some parents who like, now some parents be like, don't talk to my kid like that. What did you talk to? Don't oh, yeah. like me. So oh, and yeah. that's why a lot of people don't get involved because you have some people who's like, they they don't care what the fuck they kid doing. Don't say nothing to my child. Like, your son is out here stealing. I'm, I'm looking at him stealing out in the fucking market. You know what I'm saying? You telling me you don't say nothing to him. Like, really? Come on, man. Like, this shit crazy. I'm looking at your son with a gun on him out here on this corner. He about to get his brain, brains blown the fuck out. You telling me you don't say nothing mm. to him. That's some real shit. It's like, the idea is that parents don't want anybody else holding their child accountable because it makes them feel like they're not doing their job rather than looking at it like I got a village of people who are looking to help me out because I can't see everything. And not only that, I mean, you have some parents who just feel as though you don't, I, they just had an attitude as I dare you speak to my fucking child. Fuck you. Mind your business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't really mm. want some real shit. But they don't even sense the, you know, the danger that these child, you know, that these children mm. lives are in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They would rather, they would rather cuss you the fuck off and saying something to their child to understand that you're trying to keep their child out of danger. Like, you know what, what kind of parent are you? Do you would you would you want somebody to step to your kid in a respectful way, of course, and say if they saw him doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing it, and 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 say something? Absolutely, my son, my daughter, my both of them, absolutely, all three of them. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, I, I'm always that kind of parent, and vice versa. I see. Listen, when I'm when I'm around, when I'm taking my kids to school or picking them up, I hear kids cursing, saying all kind. Of, I mean, these kids, it'd be vicious. And they, they'll see me, and I'll turn around and be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Isaac. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Isaac Dad. That's what they call me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Isaac Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is you doing? I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Go ahead. Go ahead to school. Go ahead to class. Or they leave and like, go ahead home or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, just, you know, mean, little stuff like that. Because kids know, like, you mean, they get loose. And sometimes you just got to let them know that some adults do not play that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Regardless of what. My kids know I don't play them games, man. But my, my message flood to the 14, 15, 16 year old mm-hmm, kids would be mm-hmm. basically I would tell them, I mean, and it's real talk. Most of them has lost friends to gun violence. So I was just start there. 
I mean, think about yeah. think about your friend you lost. Like, think about his friend. Let's go talk to his mom. Let's go talk to his mm-hmm. sisters, his little brother. I mean, let's go let's go be around them for a week. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's look at them more on him. Look at the pictures and all that. How they miss him. You know what I'm saying? Now we we gonna go we gonna go talk to someone incarcerated for gun violence. You know what I'm saying let you know how they feel to be in here. Your age, same age as whatever, because you know it's always somebody 14, 15, 16 locked up for gun violence. So you can find somebody to match them up to age. And that's a lot of things, too. I think a lot of these kids, you know, we take, we take them to go talk to these grown men. I'm saying to feel like they're trying to talk down on them or scare them. You know, mm. I mean, that's not what it's about. We ain't trying to scare them. Mm-hmm. Like, we trying, mm-hmm. we trying to relate to them. So I, I, I would take a 15-year-old to talk to a 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let them know. Like, yeah, look, I was just your age or I am your age right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? The shit you know, taking guns to school. Taking guns out your house, bringing guns in your mom's house, I mean, holding guns for your homie, holding guns for your brother, that shit not cool. It's going to lead you yeah. in here, like, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, people got to understand it, but I'm not going to be a one-day program, like, you know what I'm saying? I, well, I don't want to say program, but I, I don't want it to be a one-day thing where, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about a couple times out the week, like, you, you taking a youth. A relationship. Right. A real relationship. Like, I'm checking up on you. I'm texting you. Right. I'm calling you. Going out. Hitting your mom up. Coming to Sunday. Yeah, dinner. going right. Going to the movies. If you deserve it, though, if you're good in school, like, you good in school, you did anything you're supposed to be doing, you're going out on the weekend, we're going to see a basketball game, we're doing shit. Like, the same shit that I do with my own ch- child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when he mm. do shit, he, he, he good, he get rewarded. When he not good, he don't get fucking rewarded. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's the same thing. I mean, my, my monitor what they're doing on social media. And that's that's the whole point. If I see shit on social media, if, I, if I'm mentoring some youngins and I see they reckless on social media, I'm checking them on mm-hmm. social media and off social media. So that way everybody right. who's looking at the shit on social media can know, like, damn, well, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, yeah. Like, right in the comments section. Right, right there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, come on with this nut shit. What's wrong with y'all? Whoever condoning that, you a nut too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's how you got to be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm in it for real. I don't, I'm, I, man, I don't want no more young kids dying, man, killing each other, man. This shit crazy, man. Not even the young kids, adults as well. Like, But, you know, I like focusing on the young kids because they still young and they look up to the adults, they older brothers, they older Their cousins. minds are open. Right. They see people. And to be honest with you, Ike, they want somebody to correct them because it makes them feel like somebody gives a fuck about them. Right. And, that, and that's the thing, man. You, you got to understand that's the key, Flood. That's the key. They don't think people care about them, and they just think people want to come talk to them, have hold a press conference, or somebody getting paid for something, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When, 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 when do these speakers or whoever come around, when do they exchange numbers? When do they meet mm-hmm. the parents? Like, you know what I'm saying? When do they set up, you know what I'm saying, out, outings and shit like that? Like, come you know, to the barbecue. Right. That's what it's you about. You and I, man, we ready to come to the cookout. You know, y'all hit us up. Ike Raw 1977, for the Drummer on Twitter. Invite us to the barbecue. Want us to come talk to your young people. I mean, Ike Raw is certainly more social than I am, but I'm willing to come out. <laughs> he had to put that out there. I had to put that out there. Manager expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I ain't going to get into it, but they already know. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people understand, man. They don't want, they don't want fake motherfuckers trying to, you know what I mean? You mean trying to help their kids make it through life when they, you know what I mean? Their kids are already in fucked up situations, man. People want, People want people who've been through that shit who know about it, dog. They don't give a fuck about because you got a fucking degree or, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or you got a high-paying fucking job or they paying you to come speak to their kids. People don't give a fuck about that shit, man. They want to know, mm-hmm. I mean, can they call you two in the fucking morning when they found, uh, you know what I'm saying, a gun under the fucking bed? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to know, mm-hmm. can they call you two in the fucking morning, you know what I'm saying, when his homie just got killed and he talking about he about to go out there and retaliate. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. Shit like that. Or they want to know if they can call you if they eat at 2 in the morning because they ain't eat all week. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's times hard right now. I mean, you know, you mentioned my son and everything. No problem. I'll be right there. What you need? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you no mm-hmm. cash. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go get the groceries. I'll get you something because, you know, it's a program. They're going to got the receipts. They're going to pay it back. So it ain't about nothing. You show, you're showing the expenses. I mean, it ain't my food. I'm the, This food ain't going to my house. I'm showing right. you what is it because she signed it for it. Look, you got signed for this as part of my program. I mean, let them know. I ain't on no bullshit. I ain't telling them I, I bought some my groceries and I didn't. You know what I mean? I ain't doing none of that. Shout out to Shaka for Ty Jr. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I ain't, I'm just saying, fly. I'm just... <laughs> you had to throw that shot. Had to put that shot. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of them dudes. I'm Ike Roy, one of them dudes that's gonna get in there and they may finagling the funds and all that. I'm not into that, man. I mean, and that's the problem. Why a lot of shit fell, man? Because at the end of the day, we all know our streets shouldn't be fucked up like this, man. It's a lot of people that get a lot of grants now that can do shit, man, but they just don't do it, man. Like man, it's fucked mm-hmm. up, man. So they either don't want to do it, or they 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 put this this message out there. Hey, this is what we want to do. But in reality, they didn't. They don't have the clout. They don't have the street cred to get it done. Right. You scared to walk into the projects talking about you want to solve gun violence. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Somebody somebody got killed in the projects. They having a candle light. I mean, you don't you don't even want to show up. You don't want to go to mm-hmm. console the family or nothing. Or, you, or they told you something about to go down in the projects. You ain't going down there. You mean to, you mean to, to uh, you know, uh, decipher the, I'm about to say decipher the situation, to defuse the situation. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But um, I mean, you could decipher it too. You could decipher and defuse it. Yeah, you could decipher it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, but that's that's what we need. That's what we need in the city, man. The people, the parents, the moms, the dads, the cousins, the sisters, they tired of losing, losing their loved ones and watching these bullshit ass politicians. Not all of them. But most of them is full of shit. Most of the most, you know what I'm saying most of the elected officials full of shit. Most of the motherfucking mm-hmm. city city employees, most of the people in these organizations is full of shit. You know what I'm saying people know it, man. They try, they want mm. they, they want their kids to live, man. They don't want people to keep lying to them and all that stupid shit, man. I mean, mm-hmm. change is coming, mm-hmm. man. Change is fucking coming. And they don't want to your point. They don't want no perfect sculptured program with a great logo. I mean, to them that don't matter. They want some genuine substance, information and relationships and trust building to happen in their communities where they know that I'm not alone, you know, raising my son. I'm not alone raising my daughter. I know that if I'm at work working two jobs, there's somebody in my neighborhood that's looking out for my kids is going to step to them. If they do see them doing something, it's going to tell them to come in the crib and sit in their crib until I get home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're going to feed them too, you know, or, or people who are just in the community that's, that's going to check on them. I remember growing up and being in elementary school and there was just random dudes from my church who would just come up to school to check on me, let them know that they see me. Like, like, yo, we just coming here checking on you, making sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And looking, I, I look at the at the door of the school and see somebody I know looking in there, just standing there by the door. You know what I mean? That keeps you in order. Yeah, them days are long gone, man. Like we we don't have a you we don't have a lot of people like that no more, man. For whatever reason. Well, yeah, that's true. You know I mean, that's true. You know? and and also the school makes it harder for for people like that to come in. Oh yeah, absolutely. You got to show ID. Don't let weirdos like fucking Jerez Coleman come in there. You know, fake DJs and stuff. But the real people who want to make intangible differences a little bit harder for them. Yeah, and why is that? Why is that? I mean, that's a whole nother episode. You know what I mean? That's a whole nother unpacking. Like, why? Why is it? Why is it so hard? for the layperson, the the grassroots individuals to form relationships with schools. And, and some is easier than others. I mean, I'm not going to completely paint 
the Philadelphia School District, like it's an impenetrable organization. There's certainly organizations that work within it. But there's also many testimonies out there of community members who cannot break through the bureaucracy. Yeah, I've seen that a lot, especially when the news broke about uh, Mr. Coleman. I mean, a lot of right. You saw them on the comments section. Yeah, a lot of people said this is crazy. He get right in, didn't sign in, was not even who he said he was. And you know, you have a lot of people that you know want to get into the schools, talk to the youth, you know, do things with the youth, and for whatever reason, they're being shunned, they're being turned away, they can't you know enter the school system and talk to the youth, and you know, do things with the youth, present ideas. They can't even come to the table and have a discussion. You know what I mean? Mm. But he could come yeah. into the school and, you know, you know, be in the DMs of young children and, you know, say these young girls are, you know, young as fuck. And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. man. This is fucking So, Ike Raw, are you, uh, are, are, are we going to be going for this grant? Are you, are you, I should say, are you going for this grant? Uh, uh, are you going to try and get some of this uh, uh, gun violence reduction initiative money? Uh, to do some work in the community, to go inside the schools, the school tour or something? I guess we might as well. I mean, we didn't lay it out a whole uh, 40 minutes and 54 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we have motherfuckers still in our ideas. Okay, let me go. Let me listen to that. Let me go back another 15 seconds. What yeah. did you say there? Yeah, everything that you heard on here that we spoke about, no one else <laughs> has ever formed these ideas. So we just put that out there right now. So any you fake organization motherfuckers oh, no, that's listening. Oh, no, don't say that. I'm no. sure we're not the only ones that think about. No, no, <laughs> listen. Of some stuff. of the shit we just said, motherfuckers ain't saying it. I'm trying to tell you. I'll break it down right now. <laughs> so anybody want to anybody wanna debate me or anybody want to say, no, I said this before. Show me. Anything we talked about. And, 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 and you know, we got more ideas. This, this is just a few that we talked about right now. But, yeah. I mean, we have yeah. more. Like, I'm just saying, like, so, you know, maybe, yeah. you know let's apply for the grant no, I mean, money. You definitely don't hear people talking about stuff like, conflict resolution for 12 years mandatory you know or or you know uh, responsive relationships you know where you're embedding yourself in the community not just coming there when when you're asked to speak you know what i mean exactly uh you know th- those types of things going I, into I'm, the I'm, home going into the homes knowing the parents coming up to the schools right you know being like being like a, a an extended member of the family right you know what i mean like like a god brother like a big brother right you should be that person that person why why, why, why can't you be that person where as soon as you come on the block, the whole block know you. Everybody know, hey, it's all love. Everybody around the corner. Everybody know you about to come around there. Yeah, you're in this way. You're making his rounds. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know what's up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, you know, for real, that's how it's like when I'm with Anton Moore, man. He gets real love in the community. He does his thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Anton definitely get love. Absolutely. Anton be on my people's crib playing pity pat shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get love. <laughs> And I'm sure you get love where you at. Oh, yeah. You know, when I go through my hood, people are like, oh, they go to the mayor. Right. Like, What's up, Flood? You know what I mean? Oh, y'all seen the mayor earlier. Oh, did you see yeah, the mayor? Yeah, he was leaving off City Hall. I was signing in. He was out. You know, he'd be gone. As soon as he seen me. He'd... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hurry up. I'm going to try and talk to the mayor tomorrow. I just got a schedule. We're going to have a little talk with him about this school insecurity business that we got going on there, man. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's been real silent on that. Shout, shout out to uh, Karen Lynch. Who hasn't called me yet uh, from the school <laughs> district? Shout out to Karen Goke, who said Karen Lynch will be calling me on Tuesday, and she hasn't called me yet. And I've left messages on Thursday, which was today. So I will be coming back tomorrow. As I, you know, you can't get clearance. You're gonna see that's the little tricks they play for. Let me say this real quick. You know, if you don't have an appointment or clearance or whatever, you know what I'm saying you don't really need an appointment. But if they won't, you know what I mean get uh, they won't buzz you up. Right, right. But- <laughs> <laughs> Can I get buzzed up? Right. Pizza. That's what I'm calling it. I'm going to order pizza. I'm pizza. Right. Right. So, go, so, <coughs> so going down there, 
going down there, your man ain't going to do you no fucking good. But, I, you know, I don't got nothing else to do in my fucking time. I'm going down there any fucking way. Just let them know. I'm saying yeah. so. I mean, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to have time to go down tomorrow, but I should have an update tomorrow. I have some information. I mean, find out yeah. what's going on. All right, last thoughts, man, on this $1.5 million, million gun violence reduction initiative, which will direct grant money to municipal, municipalities seeking to implement violence prevention strategies that have helped make neighborhoods a bit more peaceful. Um, now, it's interesting that they use the word help. So it's, since, it's, it's talking about in the past, in, in the past sense, past tense of the concept where I guess they're looking for strategies that have already worked and they want to kind of bolster that. But I think that they need to be open-minded uh, with this initiative. And I'm going to talk more with state rep Harris, hopefully tomorrow, but it shouldn't just be uh, uh, programs and initiatives that have helped make neighborhoods a bit more peaceful, but that could help like brand new things, um, you know, out of the box type strategies um, as well. So maybe, you know, creating a balance where we fund evidence-based initiatives, but we also fund, some out of the box things where we're looking for proof of concept. Right. Yeah. I think, and that's the, that's the language I was worried about too, where sex. I'm like, damn, like y'all just taking people who have, you know, uh, you know, a history of preventing gun violence. Y'all not talking about nobody who, you know, have fresh ideas. Like, I mean, you know, cause you know, obviously not to throw no shade on them, you know, obviously what some of these people been doing hasn't been working. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So what the fuck? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Can we all let me come together and see what's going on? Throw anything up on the wall? I'd like to see more of the collaboration with these violence organizations in the city. You know, there's there's a lot that are, you know, and, and they don't necessarily all communicate and, and, and work in, in collaboration. And, you know, we talked about that before, you know what I mean? And I think that's a big part of the reason, too. I mean, because you have a whole lot of different organizations. You know, they all have, you know, the same, you know, agenda. They all want the same outcome, but they all go about it different ways. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and to me, I, I mean... And they all see themselves in competition with each other because there's only a little bit of dollars out there for them. And so they feel like they got to compete for the dollars rather than all coming together and leveraging that money. Right. That's the thing, Flood. That's the thing. Once the dollars start getting involved, they say, if you don't make dollars, it won't make sense. So, mm -hmm. you know, they have to start making it make sense. You know what I mean? So that's why, you know, when these some of these organizations, you know, come around and it's like, oh, well, you show up for this and well, where you was at with this? Well, why, why you ain't like, you mean, you know, People know what to show up for. People know what to get behind, man. But, you know, me, you, we different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the mm -hmm. day, we, we we get behind what's right. I mean, at the end of the day, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I mean, gun violence is gun violence. No matter if it's a white person, a black person, Puerto Rican person, J Jamaican person. I mean, that's a life gone. That's a family that's mourning, man. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean we, 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 we're here to save them all, man. If we can, man, we you know we can't save everybody, but why not? them do the best we can to save as many as we can, man. Absolutely. Ike Raw, give your information out where people can follow you online and hear you on Anchor. Ike Raw, uh, Anchor is a Raw Talk. Raw Talk with Ike Raw. Anchor, iTunes, as he said, uh, all the other drinks. I don't know right now because I'm fried. You know I'm saying so flood. know the rest of them drones, but I mean, so just check it out, <laughs> man, on the, on, the, on the podcast, man. Raw Talk with Ike Raw. Twitter, Ike Raw 1977. Instagram at North Philly Ike Raw. Shout out to North Philly. Um, and Facebook, Ike Raw, I K E Y R E W. And you I mean that's what it is, man. So we're around. Justice for David Jones, man. Shout out to uh, you know, once again the DA office. Well, I keep shouting out the DA office eight time, man. But you know <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on this situation here with uh, the killer cop. I mean, we ain't gonna get into that right now, but you mean, you know, shout out to uh, you know, A by who check us out and listen to us, man. You I mean we still here, man? Shout out to everybody that's still around and 
man, we still around, man. Let me shut the fuck up. Still around. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Flood the Drummer. Subscribe to the Drumming for Justice podcast on iTunes, Anchor, and wherever podcasts are available. Uh, stay tuned, of course, every morning for the AM News Aggregator, the stories you need to know to be informed and engaged. And so for Ike Raw, I'm Flood the Drummer. Until next time, I'm Drumming for Justice. <laughs>